You are listening to the Miguel Sanchez World Podcast. I created this podcast to help people make their ideas reality. So while you're listening, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe wherever you love listening to podcasts. Also, check out the link in the description to join our Facebook group where our community helps each other create multiple revenue streams. Enjoy the show. Hello. Today, my special guest is Vincent from True Crowd, the CEO of True Crowd. Um, if you don't know what True Crowd is, True Crowd, actually, why don't you explain what True Crowd is? Yes. Uh, thank you, Miguel. And hello, everyone. So True Crowd is a uh, equity crowdfunding portal. Uh, we are SEC regulated FINRA member. And uh, what we do, we help issuers, which is companies, mostly small companies, to raise money from the public while remaining a private company. And uh, the amount a company can raise as of now is up to $1,070,000. The limit will be soon $5 million, but for now is $1 million, which for many companies is more than enough to start. And that's, that's per year, right? Per year, exactly, per year, like 12 months rolling. So let's say it's not calendar year. It's 12 months rolling. You can raise a million dollars every year. And what he was about to say, he didn't say it, but they're about to change the law. Oh, he did say it. They're going to change the law to make it five million a year. So yes, yeah. So this 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 is going to change the landscape of early stage investment, right? So that's why we're even connected. I'm talking to um investors i have an investor partner and he told me look you need to talk to vincent because i've been really pushing this this platform thing this equity crowdfunding thing so tell the people watching about your background how'd you get into entrepreneurship in general and then how'd you get into equity crowdfunding okay so um i'm an immigrant you can guess (laughs) from my accent so i came here about nine twenty years ago Okay. And I was lucky enough, uh, some of uh, college, friends from college, they invited me on an H-1 visa and uh, they started a telecom company. Okay. And because uh, somehow I liked accounting, they made me their CFO. Okay. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, all was good in about 2006, 7, 8. Uh, we had about uh, 300,000 customers. Oh, wow. And we needed money. Yep, we needed money with this telecom company to go into mobile cell phones. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm smart. Let's take from one invest for each each client like 50 bucks. And then we have plenty of money to do what we want to do. I called the lawyer, I called the CPA, and they said, Vincent, that's very smart, but you might go to jail. <laughs> they give us the money. I said, no, it's illegal. So, oh, okay. Uh, so that was kind of uh, shocking for me at that point that you cannot do that, right? Because, uh, you know, people would be okay to give the money, but was no legal framework. Just so you, if you don't understand why you can't do it, it's because you can't take investment from unaccredited investors. At that time, if you're investing a certain amount of money or any money, I think at that time, you have to be worth a certain amount of money and have a certain amount of assets because yes, you have to be rich. You have to be rich. You have to be a one percenter. Basically, the government says if you're not sophisticated enough to understand investment, you can't invest. So that was their call. Yeah. But I always said, yeah, but what about lotto? How come you let people play unlimited lotto, but you don't let people or, invest in ideas, right? So or Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. Exactly. Exactly. So now. Obama passed this law called the Jobs Act. This happened in around 2012, right? Where he fixed this problem, right? So now people can invest up to $100,000 a year in equity crowdfunding platforms, right? So, um, so, so talk to, so, okay. So you basically, you were wanting that it didn't happen, but when you saw it coming in 2012, it made you jump into it. Is that what happened? Exactly. Then I was reading and I said, oh, my God, this is best thing. And in the same time, uh, I was solicited to make investments. Right. 
Yeah. And I, I had decent salaries to put me in that category of accredited. Sure, sure. But the limit was 50,000 for deal, even as an accredited, oh, 20,000. And I said, I, I mean, the deals that I talked to, right? And I said, man, I like the deal, but I would not dare. I was not that rich, right? I would put oh. 1,000. I would put 2,000 in the deal, but not 25,000 in one deal. Because you put 25,000, I just want to make sure people understand. You put $25,000 into one deal, that is very risky, right? So a lot of people put exactly. 25,000 into multiple projects. So if you can afford to put 25,000 into one project, you're probably putting it into 10 different projects. So you have a lot more money to, to potentially lose, right? Exactly. So putting so it you have portfolio. diversification. Exactly. Yeah, you, you diversify your portfolio. So even if some of the deals will not go anywhere, the uh, expectation is that some of them will do really good. Basically, this is the VC game, right? Yeah. Same thing, but at a, a lot smaller yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, uh, so you, yeah. saw it then, coming, you saw it coming. And I remember they, they put me in a meeting uh, when it was about to come out. They asked me to go to a meeting in the Bronx to understand what was going to happen and get my feedback on it. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be huge, but I have no idea how I'll get involved. I remember there was a whole process to try to get one of these, I guess, applications or, or, or whatever. License, it is. Yep. license, license. So talk to me about, okay, you saw the opportunity. What did it take for you to get into the game? <laughs> well, uh, 2012, I was reading about uh, the, the Jobs Act. And I said, okay, that's it. That fixed my both issues that I had. And I saw, like, lots of people, the opportunity, right? Because there is a real need for that. So then on 2013, I start, I incorporated through Crowd, and I start working on it. Well, tough luck, because the legislation <clears throat> became effective in three years later, oh. okay. in 2016, in May. Whoa, I didn't know that. I didn't know yes. that. The law changed, no. but you still, there was no platforms till 2000. Well, it, it was exactly, it was the act uh, that was passed in 2012, and the uh, Congress told the SEC, you have till uh, January 1, 2013 to do it. But of course, it was a big change sure. in the whole security law. Huge, sure. huge, huge, huge. Yeah, like so it took them three years. It took the SEC, but they did it. They got it right. Sure. Uh, why I know that? Because I have a, a lawyer friend, securities lawyer, and he was out for a while, some medical reason, right? And then when he came back and I talked to him about uh, Jobs Act, he said, no, Vincent, you cannot do that. No, Vincent, no, it's impossible. <laughs> so everything he knew, and because he was not updated during that time, they changed. And That's it's amazing. hard, right? That's amazing. To make so many changes into, yeah. the, into a big system. And so, yeah. SEC is like, you know, people go to jail for all kinds of stuff, you know? So this is like yeah. a whole new, like, possibility for the public, right? So yes. you waited the four years, 2016, yes. how, did, how did you end up getting a license? Because I know they only gave like 30, right? Or something like that? Yes, yes. In fact, what is funny, I mean, we got the license. So the uh, regulation crowdfunding was official live May 16, 2016. Uh, we also been invited to Washington DC to Capitol Hill building was some celebration of the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been invited to there uh, and we got the license, the approval from FINRA in that day. <laughs> I was kind of, okay. Whoa, that's, <laughs> that's, that's cute. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, so that day you found out you were one of the few licenses awarded. We, we kind of knew. We kind of knew because what was the process, right? Lots of back and forth, interview, send us that, send us that, submit documentation. We kind of knew, but somehow was kind of... Uh, uh, good timing that we got the license in the same day when the regulation crowdfunding went live. So, okay, talk to me about, so you're a startup. At that point, you're an equity crowdfunding startup. What what do, goes through your mind about how to stand out in this world that you know 
I think it was 30, right? Was it 30 or 50? Yes, 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 30, 30, 30. yeah. 30. So, yes. you know, you have to stand out between 30 different equity crowdfunding platforms. What do you do in that situation? Well, uh, again, being an entrepreneur and being in small businesses before, speed is important. Speed and simplicity. Uh, they... If you go slow and complicate stuff, kills everything, right? Yeah. If you add time to any project, takes forever. People lose interest. The opportunities get lost. So you got to so, be as simple as possible to get get it right, right? You can't put too many yes. features in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, our uh, let's say goal was to be fast and simple. And we still live by that, uh, uh, let's say, mission uh, yeah. that we have. And uh, uh, I think we do okay on that chapter. The fastest deal uh, that uh, we put live. Do you mean fast when, let's say, I come to you with an idea and I want to get on your platform. You're saying yes. you have one of the fastest paths to yep. do that. So yes. can, you, can you explain what that is, the path? like? Because I want entrepreneurs watching the entrepreneur hour to understand one the opportunity and then understand what it takes to to get there. You know, uh, sounds complicated. Okay, sounds complicated because you deal with securities. You deal with the thing that is highly regulated by the SEC itself, right? And the states, but because this regulation crowdfunding was made in such a way the states because each state they have their own securities division but they made it in such a way that they told the states don't look at it it's not your jurisdiction it's just federal level oh wow right that's really important yeah like, that tied everything e up. exactly yeah. because imagine if you have uh, uh, in general other other exemptions if you have investors one investor in five states Basically, you have to talk to that state regulation security division to yeah. tell them and being right. So that's pretty wow. neat. Of, yeah. Yes. So, uh, okay, that makes sense. So our our process, I mean, sounds complicated, but uh, what we do, we take the issuer and help them with every single step. Uh, you have to have first. You have to have a corporation, a company. Okay. That's must. You have to have a business plan. Does it have to be a specific type of corporation, LLC, no. Corp, S Corp? No. It just depends what your final goals are. Okay. Uh, if you want to raise one and then grow and then keep the investors, an LLC is okay in general. But if you want to really grow and raise more money and then do another regulation and raise mm -hmm. even more money, an LLC might be limited, exactly. Yeah, and then you should, yeah, you're right. So the reason for that is LLC has a limit of the number of investors, right? That it can be on an LLC versus C Corp. That's, that's one. Uh, and the second is the security you'll be selling. Uh, mm -hmm. When you, on a LLC, you sell units of membership interest. Ah, yes. Complicated yeah. stuff. Yeah. Who yeah. understands that? No, Harder, yeah. right? Sure. And you have to explain. And as a company that is raising money, you, if you have to explain, you lose. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Very simple. And it's already super complicated. So the more you complicate it, what I always heard, especially for venture capital, is you need to be a C corp in Delaware. That gets you the best opportunity to raise money. So that's why I was really interested it, if there was any. So it's kind of the same. I mean, there are reasons for that. So you have to be a C corporation. Uh, First, I mean, you have to be to you can be an LLC and to be treated as a C corporation. You can, right? Mm -hmm. So you can do that, but you have to because you don't want your investors to get a K1. If yep. it is an S corporation or a partnership, they'll get a K1 and that will complicate everything. So, so just so, if you don't understand what, what he's saying is a K1 is like a tax hit, right? You're gonna get something on your taxes that's that. Could affect you tax wise, right? So that's where yeah. LLC can really screw you up. Um, another thing I know about S Corp because I have an S Corp is corporations can invest in an S Corp, 
So if there's a fund, they can't invest in your company, right? It, it needs to yes, be. Yes, that's support. correct. Yeah, so yeah. Yes. So there are there are many details, and uh, with uh, we kind of try to copy the VC game sure. again at a smaller scale. Sure. So in general, right? You have VCs invest big amounts. Anyone can be a tiny, tiny micro VC. And let's say they have uh, 2,000 per year, they want to invest well, they invest in 10 deals, uh, 200 in each. Yeah. And Which all the good. other rules, yeah, oh, so yeah. all the other rules are kind of apply, are the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where to have the corporation. But again, it depends what you want to do. And we will talk to each, we talk to each issuer individually when we ask, what is your final goal? You want to grow really big, to go public, then we say, if you don't have it done, go Delaware C Corporation. If you already have it done, it's okay. Let's not waste money. Do it with what we have. You can change later. It's gonna exactly. You can change later. So yeah, if you already yes. started, don't don't think about that. The next thing I want to because I know we've had conversations, but I want the public to understand. Okay, you're incorporated. What else do you need to have? Uh, I know that there's fees. There's there's different things. Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, there is, you have to have reviewed financials. Uh, reviewed so financials. Have, but you have yes. to have specifically yes. created a specific way, right? It can't be yes. through uh, own books. <laughs> yes, no, you have to have an independent accountant to do it for you. Yep. And not any CPA is doing that, just CPAs that provide assurance services. Again, sounds complicated because it's new. We sure. did it so many times, it's very simple, and we will, we help each issuer with everything they need on that chapter, everything. Yeah. So again, review the financial, they have to have the books and send to a CPA. And again, even if it is a startup, still cost around 1,000, 1,000 and a half. So uh, for some, the accounting alone, right? For the accounting alone. Okay. Uh, again, if the- No, I gotta finish. So, so if the issuer wants to raise more than $107,000, the SEC made the rule that if you need, if you want to raise less than 107, you don't need that. Oh. You just certify it. Okay. Again, to make that's, it simpler. So that's really exactly. One thing I was thinking though is, does that mean you have to be earning revenue already or no? No, no. no. What, what even with zero. Okay. Even with zero, it's important to have because, you know, zero in accounting is not the worst. You sure. can have minus <laughs> five million. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> right? Sure, so sure. zero, whatever, even if you have uh, all the financials zero everywhere, $1,000 in a bank account, it's good. It's okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, having zero liability is a lot better than have uh, $4 million debt. Right, yeah. so the uh, financial position is better with zero than four million in liabilities. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. So, okay, so now yeah. we've got accounting is set up. You're you're incorporated. You got your accountant, which you have to have it separate. So it's going to cost you about fifteen hundred. What else? Uh, then uh, we charge our fee. True. So we charge. Every platform does that. Uh, yeah, every platform. Yes. Yes. Uh, so what we do, we charge 3500 up upfront, but then we credit that against your success fee. In general, 7%. Sure. Okay. So that means success fee means you raise 100000 7000 goes to TrueCrowd as the percent yes. success fee. Yeah. Okay. Less the 3500 that we already got. Oh, okay. So you right. might... Okay, okay. Got it. Yeah, we give credit for that. Okay. That's okay. good. Uh, so yes. now, so uh, we're looking, if you're an entrepreneur, you're taking notes. We're looking at five five k so far, right? Fifteen hundred for the accounting. Minus, I mean, if you don't add your incorporation, which that could cost you anywhere. Let's just do the math easily. Two thousand incorporation, and and already got all the documents. Fifteen hundred accounting, so that's thirty five hundred, and then another thirty five hundred. So about seven k. If you're just starting out, before you even get yes. okay. Uh, there is there are two more costs, two sure. more upfront costs associated. One, uh, escrow. Uh, we have to open an escrow account, and uh, uh, that escrow will cost five hundred dollars upfront. 
Sure. Uh, the escrow the are made with the F. That's I'm where sorry? the money goes, right? That's where all the money that's raised goes. Yes. Yes, the money stays into a bank. It is an FDIC uh, insured bank, and the money stays there. Uh, and the last before before you move on, just in case I forget, does the money have to stay? So let's say I'm raising 100k to make the math easy. Does the money have to stay in till I make 100k? No. Okay. No. Uh, what we do, we uh, structure the deal saying minimum 10,000, maximum 100,000. Let's say that means after you reach the 10,000 in clear funds in the escrow, we can send those money to you, less the fees. Got it. Got it. Right? So uh, that makes that's sense. pretty good because you don't have to wait uh, until you get the whole, uh, the whole amount. No, that makes uh, that, that's really good though. If you think about it as an entrepreneur, right? A lot of times yes. you have to lose money because you have cash flow, and sometimes you're not making money yet. So you need to raise yep. this money. So if you have to wait till the end, that could still kind of put you out of business. So it's nice to be able to draw from it as you're raising it. That that's a huge upside to doing this. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then the last fee, it is a background check. Uh, the SEC calls it bad actor check. That's their term. And basically, they don't want people that had financial or securities fraud in mm -hmm. the last 10 years to be part of this. So uh, background check on the founders or everyone in the on the, on the founders, anyone that has 20% more, 20% uh, or more equity in the company okay. and anyone that can change the direction of the company. So if you have a More. CFO with zero equity, uh, like a board member with zero, but because they are in the position to change the direction of the company, we have to do the, the bad actor check. And that is $45 for each person. Per person, okay. Per person so, and one for the company. On average, it's very, very difficult to raise money as an individual. So let's say on average, you have at least three co-founders, three board members, yep. six times 50. So another 300. So right now we're at 8,500, let's just say so far. Right. And yes. is there any other fee? That's it. Okay. So from, from, from for compliance perspective. Okay. Right. For compliance, that's it. Of course, they have to have marketing or they have to have a existing, ideally, ideally, if you have some, uh, a way to reach out to an existing crowd. Important. If you're thinking about doing this, you need to be growing an email list. That's, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Essentially, you need an easy way through social media, but really an email list is the best way to grow an equity crowdfund because if you're trying to raise from a hundred thousand people, 10,000 people, you means you have to have a lot more because percentages, there's no way a hundred percent of the people you have on your email list are going to invest. So you want to have, it as would be not exactly. <laughs> it will not happen. So, so, okay. So you want, so if you had to say you have to earmark a certain amount of money for marketing average, what would you say that is? Um, it depends. Okay. Uh, I know that's a weird answer. It depends. <laughs> uh, I know the answer. I'm going to tell you what I think, but I want to hear your answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, why? Because there is a trade-off. Uh, you have the power to make the security that you are selling, the deal, really rich. Mm. The rich you make the deal, the less money you spend on marketing. Mm. Right? Uh, the more traction you have, the less money you spend on marketing. So, because, the, so I mean, if you already have some early traction. You're saying that will help you. You have to spend less on marketing. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because like, you know, every investment uh, people. So for example, you have, if you have zero traction, you have to send hundred people and maybe it will be two buyers. Sure. If you have a lot more traction, bigger team, revenue, everything, whatever you have, for the same hundred people, maybe 30 will invest. Yep. So there you go. For the same, you have more takers. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So 
I mean, this is good because I, I, I know people are going to look at it and say, oh, I can do that. But they have to understand all the work and the fees it takes to do it, right? That is yes. probably most of the work, the marketing, right? Once you have that, you have to grow an audience. So you want to start growing that audience as early as possible. So part of it, you know, we work with MetaBronx. Part of what we're trying to do at MetaBronx is have startups understand earlier, you have to start building your community even without a product in some some cases, right? Get beta. 100% correct. Right? So so talk to me about- 100% correct. From the CEO level, what things do you think an entrepreneur should do to make sure their equity crowdfund platform has the best chance of, of success? Uh, they should have traction. If that is not possible, at least they should have a good team yeah, and a good idea. Yes. So I would say the not the easiest because it's not easy to bring a good team. That's that's hard. Yeah. And that's why the investors on all levels appreciate that. Team because, so the, uh, team. So I've been studying um, venture capital. Team is the number one thing they look at because they believe the ideas yeah. change. Any idea changes, but that team yeah. has to be able to maneuver those rocky waters. And if they don't believe that that team can do that, they're not going to give you any money. So if it's one person, yeah. it's close to impossible to raise money. So if you're a solopreneur, you need to be working on finding a party. You have to, if yes. you want to money. So, okay. You want to have a and good team, it, whatever. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to do that. Yeah. Uh, and but again, it is a good measurement because if you let's say I have an idea and I cannot sell my idea to people that are to join me, probably idea is not good. Exactly. Or that's right. <laughs> probably my pitch is not refined enough. I have to refine it and try it and try it until I I find those people interested to say, you know what? Yeah, I like it. Let me join. So that's a huge so, point there because if you can't sell a person on working with you, how are you going to sell somebody to give you money? Like, yeah. You know, and then sell the product. And mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. at this stage, the CEO role, I mean, they, they have like all roles. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to start with, to start to, I don't know, uh, make, your uh improve yourself by bringing the team that's good mm -hmm. if you do that check okay uh then uh, uh yeah have a team uh have the idea there uh and again having a minimal viable product sometime might be good enough so when you say uh, that though because i had a discussion last week with somebody actually from your team and can you say what a minimal viral product that could work on equity crowdfunding? Because does that mean you have to have an app in an app store or something that's live working with customers? Or can you have a wireframe storyboard, whatever user experience document, or should it be something live and tested? From compliance perspective, it doesn't matter. A business plan on a PDF file or few slides is good enough from compliance perspective. Sure. The issue is when you have to convince people to buy. Exactly, to, to give you money. Because what happened, they want to see, can you do it, right? And the more traction you have shows, you know what, they can execute something. Yeah. Of course, less traction, lower valuation. They go hand in hand. And uh, sometimes investors go with a lower traction because they get a yep. better deal. Yep. So, so as you said before, because the audience may not know a lot of the terms you're saying, right? So when he says valuation, he means what the company is worth, right? So if you look right now and you say, I have an idea just in my brain, of course, the value of the company is going to be smaller than if you have an app in the app store, right? So yes, the investor knows that. And if they really believe you can do it, they'll get in there and get a much bigger percentage of your idea versus that's why it benefits you as an entrepreneur 
to spend your own money, whatever you have to do to get that product to a point that you can prove you're going to be able to do it because you're going to get a better deal from investors and you're going to keep more of your company. So, so, okay. So yes. the more further along you are, the better, but like he said, the sec doesn't care. So if you're going to spend that $8,500 or let's say make the math easy, 10 K on just getting on the platform. And then from my experience, talking to many equity crowdfunding companies, you're going to need at least 15 K, I think 10 to 15 K of advertising to really start growing a, a decent enough community that may invest. And that, that could be low. So let's say 25 K. So if you're going to invest 25 K to get on equity crowdfunding, you want to have a good shot at success. But one question I do have is what if you, you do it, but it doesn't work well. Do you have, how long do you have? to maybe continue to work on your project. Do you only have one calendar year under that one filing? No, I mean, it's the regulation is not clear. Uh, you can, uh, for example, you might say, I want to close in four months from now. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, a week before that, you extend for another four months. And then you extend for another four months. But so, can you it, go past the year though, or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there is no, there is no restriction on that. So, so just so I understand anybody watching, if you spend, let's say you spend that 25 K you have an endless amount of time to raise that million or whatever your goal is? from compliance perspective. Yes. But let's say if you put the deal three years ago and you are still working on it, something you probably you know. from a sales perspective, the investors are yes. going to be better, a little weird. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Thank from you. that perspective, but from compliance, it's okay. So you can keep it going. You just, you want to make sure that there's a way to make it look like it, the, the, the deal is sweetening at least. Right. Because yes. One that long. Okay. So, all right. So that's pretty good. If there are any questions in the crowd, I know people have to have questions. Um, definitely put them in the chat or if you want to jump on, I can give you the link. Um, I got some questions myself until people ask, but okay. So I asked you what entrepreneurs should know. I asked you how much does it cost to be listed? Okay. Why don't you talk about true crowd? What makes true crowd different other than speed? Like you said, speed to getting to platform. That's where you started out making sure you were ahead of that side of the, 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 the scenario. What makes true crowd different other than that? Uh, well, simplicity too. Uh, we had an uh, issuer. Uh, they talked to another platform and uh, when they come to us, they said, oh my God, Vincent, uh, it was so complicated, so complicated. They, the process was so long. They asked so many things and again, and come back and not clear. So. I think those two items are uh, most important that uh, differentiate us, speed and simplicity. And it's more than that because we help the issuer. You work with uh, them. Exactly. Uh, we, we help them with everything they need, uh, all the guidance they need. And we, have, we say that it is 100% guaranteed that if you want to, of course, if there is no regulation issues, uh, like bad actor check, you, the issuer can go, will go live on the platform. Okay. Okay. Sure. So that is guaranteed. That's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is the marketing. So and that, 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 that is the reason. Yeah. To make sure you're going to get growing traffic to the, to the project. Um, exactly. That, to bring enough people. That is the difference I've seen of other platforms, right? Other platforms has, have a low acceptance rate, right? They don't accept every company, but in true crowd, if you have, if you're willing to put the money up, you can get on the platform. Almost, uh, <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> uh, I mean, we talk to the issuer. Okay. And we tell them that, uh, we send people back. You're not ready. Like you said, one person sure, 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 sure. and uh, let's say they've been an MD and they wanted to do something in the business world. 
even if they had a very good idea from the medical uh, perspective, I told them, you will just waste money. You will just waste money. Sure. Bring a, a co-founder, bring yeah. an IT. So this is real. They, uh, they had advise, some- You advise them yes. to, to make sure they're not just doing something that's not- At, in the at least, at, exactly. So at least we want to believe they have a fighting chance to to get funded sure. uh, because otherwise it it's waste of everybody time money yeah. and i would say happiness right because yeah. if we bring yeah. an issuer and they ask us do you think we have a chance i yeah. say my opinion yes or no so sure. then we yeah. tell, okay go back try and do this so this was an was real a doctor he had an idea for an app, okay? And, so, and he will code, he will do the app for you. I will find someone. Okay, find it first or find her first, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And they come back because it would look better. I mean, nobody will invest into an MD that, I mean, if they had something medical, yes, but he wants to do an app for the medical profession. Like, well, you're not ready. Sure, sure. And like we explain, we will take your money if you want to, but it's waste of your time and our time because we make money when it's the company is successful, not for, for the upside, for upfront. That is just to cover some of our costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. So we have a question from one of our MetaBronx students. I'm going to bring him on. Hey, Kevin. Nice to meet you. My name is Kevin. Uh, and Kevin. so my, my question is, um, so I've heard of crowdfunding before, but I've also heard of uh, I've also heard equity. One second. Uh, can yeah. you repeat? Uh, my series started. Okay, sorry. So um, I've heard the term equity used in a lot of different uh, financial contexts. So my question is, what is the difference between normal crowdfunding and equity crowdfunding, if there is a difference? Okay, it is a difference, a big one. You, so you, uh, you, I assume. Yes. Good question. Yes. Uh, when you say normal, it is like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, right? Uh, I think. Uh, and that means perk, uh, discount, heavy discount. So uh, with that, uh, the person that gives you money, they get a promise that they will buy your product. In fact, they pay you for the product right now and then, but they will pay at a big discount. Okay. They'll buy it. They pay right now at a big discount and sometimes in the future you give them the product okay yeah. first you have to have a product or something uh with equity crowdfunding any type of business is okay okay and then uh there are some again here in chicago we had a uh, uh, a friend of mine he raised lots of money on kickstarter for a product for a some device and uh, what he did, uh, basically wrong expectations. He talked to the company in China to create yeah. a device for him and was like 80 bucks, the production cost. So he said, you know what? I can give it in crowdfunding for like 120 something. Yeah. Okay. Normal price, 300. So big, big discount. All went good. He raised like about 700,000. And then the company in China said, oops, we are wrong. We cannot do it for 80,000. We have to charge you 120 for each. So okay. He, so basically he had to raise more money just to be able to cover the production and give the, so, so it's so not, I mean, but, but uh, it is just so you, so basically but, what you're saying is you get the product or some kind of perk, a t-shirt, something in crowdfunding. Yeah. Equity crowdfunding, explain what, what that means. So in equity crowdfunding, you get a, a security, a financial instrument, a, 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 a potential financial return. So it's, for example, shares of common stock. Okay. Uh, and, uh, uh, as the investor, they can be really good. I mean, people that invested first in Airbnb, and I think the Airbnb, if I remember, the first race was like 127,000 something. 
So people that give those money, now they are really, really, really rich. Yep. So, I have a video explaining that more in depth. It's in the description if you want to watch it. But does that mean you have to... So, so in traditional stock, right, you can get dividends or you get on the exit, right? So in equity crowdfunding, do you get only on the exit or do you get dividends as well? Uh, it is the same. So for example, when you go and buy shares of common stock in Apple, mm -hmm. they come with whatever rights have. You can sell the same shares of common stock in your company. And it comes with the same rights, whatever rights they are, dividend, so the uh, security, what you sell, the shares of common stock, you set them up when you start the race. The simplest one is shares of common stock. Share of common stock entitles the shareholder to dividend, to appreciation, like any other shares of common stock. Yeah. So, so, yes. So if you, just so I can quickly explain this, let's say... I'm raising money today and I tell you my stock is 50 cents a share. You can buy it for 50 cents a share now through equity crowdfunding versus before you would have had to wait till I got public and my, now my shares are worth $5 and then you can buy it. But now you can be on that upside at the 50 cent level where before only accredited investors were available at that level. And that's why the rich pretty much get richer because they're the only ones that could be involved in these big deals and the money just is transferred in between them, you know? So now this is like yes. bringing us all into that world, but you still have to be sophisticated in a way. There's as many ways to do research because one of the, one of the cons to this is people worry that there's not going to be as many of those that survive. So there can be some way of, you know, fraud, right? Oh, I'm going to raise a million dollars to do something that I never really intend to do. What kind of things are in place to prevent that? Uh, so the, the, the SEC requires background check, make sure the company is for real. And that is on our end that we do. Uh, then it is the... Uh, crowd that uh, they call that uh, crowd intelligence, right? So everybody yeah. is looking, they found something yeah. and yes, it is riskier. So if you invest, if you, in your example, if you buy right now with 50 cents or what you buy at the IPO level with $5 or $50, right? Uh, the difference is that now it is a lot riskier. Yeah, the, better, the riskier it is, right? So you have exactly. to understand that in general, if the people that are investing in Tesla day one, they were taking the biggest risk, so they get the biggest reward. The further you get down the line, the less risk you're taking, so the less reward you get. Exactly. That's the name of the game. So it makes sense. So that brings me to another question, though. What is the minimum? Can I invest 50 cents in a startup? Or do I have to invest? No. In yeah, 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 yeah. No. So uh, usually uh, what uh, we do, uh, it is uh, basically the startup call, what will be the minimum? We advise going below $100 is too complicated. Sure. So they accept $100 per investor. Usually what we saw, $250, $300 per, per investment, per deal. So you buy That's, whatever amount right. of shares equal $300. So if it's 50 cents, you're buying that many shares right? Yes. 600 share if they invest $300. Yes. So, uh, so and, uh, per deal basis though, the, the start. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you get to choose uh, as an entrepreneur. Exactly. Uh, you, you choose as a, as a, as the startup, you can choose the, what the minimum that you accept. Uh, but that is reflect from the investor perspective because the higher the amount, less people even interested, they will not invest. So if you put your max, your minimum five thousand dollars, will be people that will say, you know what, I would put five hundred, but five thousand. Assume there should be minimum because what you're saying is the paperwork per investor 
makes yes. makes not enough sense to do it under a certain amount of per person. Right? Yes. For yes. Fifty cents. The paperwork costs you more than than the yeah, the transaction to move the money from the yeah. investor bank account to the escrow. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, the the bank is doing a uh, anti money laundering for each investor. Oh, and so that's ah okay. So the 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 it, bank does a due diligence on the investors on their side. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, and, and that will cost the issue. The company will cost two dollars for each verification. Of so, course, uh, they take. Yeah. So it's two dollars per investment. They take it before. So if I invest a hundred, I'm really investing ninety eight. Uh, no, you invest a hundred, so you'll get. Uh, 200 shares in your 50 cents example, and the company will pay those $2 to ah, the, to the okay. bank. Okay, so the company- yes. so You as the investor, you get the full the full price, the, the full benefit, the shares that, but so what would the you company- say? I'm sorry, I got finished. No, the, the company will cover those transaction costs, basically. They cover the fees. What would yeah. you say is the total percent, because you have your success fee, there's there's these these fees for the bank. What would you say is your final final percent that you can expect to have to pay on the full raise? So if I raise a hundred thousand with all the fees and everything, how much percent do I have to pay out and I stay with on average? Okay, uh, okay. So uh, I would say probably eight eight and a half something like that and there are many factors right uh, because for example there is a transaction fee uh when uh i'm gonna add that so those two percent i'd say that is yeah part of it yes, yes. uh well if uh, the investors they give you you take uh they 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 pay you via ach is one dollar uh, if they pay you via wire transfer is fifteen dollars Whoa, and you can't yes, force, so force a certain type of payment. You have to love or we we kind of do. We put some limits. So, for example, if you want to uh, send wire, you have to invest at least one thousand dollars. That makes sense. So even if the limit the limit is one hundred, for, for that is good only for ACH. So, so that, if you that makes sense. Makes sense because yeah, it's a waste. Yeah, you know, this is like fifty dollars, right? Forty dollars at least. Um, so that brings me to another question: Can people from outside of America invest in an American? Yes. yes. Uh, again, that will get even more expensive, but they can invest. Does that get more expensive on the entrepreneur or on the, on the entrepreneur? Yes. Okay. So uh, on the entrepreneur, entrepreneur have to pay. Got it. Now that makes sense. Yes. So do you do you? But again, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I have a question, but I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes. So uh, the the most uh, the expensive one is again the anti money laundering. If the okay. investor okay. it is from okay. Canada, Australia, or some uh, Western European countries, it is five dollars. For everyone else, it's sixty five dollars. Whoa. So, yeah, because they still have to do the bad actors, the, the anti-money laundering, yeah, but they have to go to, yeah, globally. So, and again, it's worth it if the minimum it is, you know, so you basically a lot set, higher. You set a minimum past the amount based on, so so if you're external, you set the limit much higher, basically. If you're outside exactly. of the got it. Exactly, for international people. Makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, but that's good though. That means you can raise an idea. You can raise money around the world for an idea. That yes. that, that's that's pretty game changing, right? Like yes, yeah. Venture capital is. I mean, you could do that too, but it's just, they take a lot more of the company. Another benefit I I saw in equity crowdfunding is you get to kind of set your own valuation, right? How how does the valuation thing work? Because that's almost huh? <laughs> almost <laughs> uh, i mean you cannot set it right whatever i'm oh, sorry you you just pick a number no that will not work uh, but what we do we have we will help you with that 
sure. uh, we have a valuation tool and it's not extra fees. We run that valuation and then we talk to you, right? And that valuation is based on the uh, forecasted financials. Got it. And then we want to make sure it's reasonable because so it's not well, lots of right? fighting on that. But if you are a startup, you have just a business plan and you say this is a $20 million, <laughs> we say, come on, who will yeah. believe you? Nobody. So, I mean, so, right? so if you're ever thinking about investing in stuff like this, that's the first place I tend to look. How much does the share price and the evaluation? Because if that is super unrealistic, then I, I feel like the team doesn't you don't know trust them. Yeah, 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 you don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah. You know, so you got to really become a little educated on these type of companies. What is a good valuation? So there's some work you have to do to become a sophisticated investor, you know? In fact, what we do, we will create a valuation report for each company. And you it's do. like 17 pages report. We create so, that. So you create your own version of it, of what you believe it is. And then they get to say, uh, okay. It is, a, it is a software. It is a big data. Lots of information from everywhere. We put the data there. We run the valuation. And uh, those 17 pages, they spell out all the assumptions, all the assumptions. So then it is helpful first for the entrepreneur to say, okay, okay I look like this. And then for the investor to say, yeah. okay, based on these assumptions, I believe it because the assumptions are credible. The output, garbage in, garbage out. 100%. The output, it is, but if the assumptions, let's say, okay, in the first year with this business, I'll make $100 million revenue. <laughs> yes. yes, nobody will believe that, <laughs> right? From zero to 100 million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they look, at the, uh, they look at the assumptions and say, no, no, I'm out, right? That's one of the major differences I see in venture capital, though, because in venture capital, they kind of want you to think that. And because they, they want you to feel like you're going to do you're going to skyrocket. So that's one of the things I see when I think of equity crowdfunding versus um, venture. Uh, the, the VC game is kind of cruel. So they let you dream, basically. So then you make big uh, forecasted and then they hold you accountable. Yes. And yes. then you never meet them. And boom. Take your company. Got you. Exactly. Exactly. So that, yeah. that is a big difference. That's part of why I think. I actually think equity crowdfunding is going to change the VC game because eventually, they're yes, to, they're going to have to adapt to this innovation, right? And if they don't, yes, most people will go this route because it's less, you know, stressing on a company. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's super interesting time. And you have, uh, uh, in general, in general, as a rule, on equity crowdfunding, let's say everything equal you can sell at a higher valuation than VCs, kind of by default. Why? Because with a VC, you sell wholesale. It's one person buys everything. With crowdfunding, it's retail. Yeah. That means yep. always when, if I buy retail, I pay more. Yep. So it's the same thing as an investor, because I'm buying retail, I'm not buying everything, a wholesale, I have to pay more. So a lot that translates. That's a good way of, of yeah. explaining it. That's really good. Actually. Yes. So, so that translates that you, the issuer, get a higher valuation, basically. So as a business, you can set a higher valuation because what he's saying is venture capitalists, especially right now, venture capitalists can set whatever terms they want because of Corona, the pandemic. They can say, look, you're not going to stay alive for two years. So you either take this deal or don't. And I've heard of companies having to take down rounds, meaning they have to make their valuation lower, even though they have traction just because yeah. of the scenario we're in with this pandemic. So at yes. opposed to with equity crowdfunding, you can do a lot more basically. So what, what on the last point, we got like five more minutes. What would you say is, is like things to make sure you look out for as an entrepreneur? before you, you even try to do equity crowdfunding? I know we spoke about team, 
We spoke about making sure you have the money, making sure you have an idea. Is there anything else that you that you see where it will make you much more successful in a, in an equity crowdfund? Um, I think uh, at least some securities related education. Okay. okay? Uh, because after you raise money, you have to deal with investors. Okay. And I tell, uh, um, each company asks me, should it something extra special for them? And say, yes, you should treat them as well as you treat your employees, your customers and investors. And, so, and when you say if, treat them, you mean like keep in touch with them through email, let them know what's going yes. on. Yeah, keep yeah, them yeah. informed, even if bad news, keep them informed. Sure, sure. Right? Don't hide. Don't hide that's because true. that's true about venture capital as well, right? Like exactly. You have to spend a lot of time updating your investors so they feel good because eventually you may need to come back to them and they don't you don't want people to feel like I gave this person money and they disappeared on me, right? So exactly. that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Plus, plus uh Unlike VC and angel investors, imagine you have 2000 investors and you keep in touch with them. That's such a good marketing machine that you can build around that because say, Hey, uh, I'm uh, going that go share my link. Exactly. Uh, right? Because it helps them. Right. And exactly. Then so they are vested yeah. to help you. Yeah. 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 And when you want yes. to the next, so, you have that list. So I am working with, true crowd and other investors so if you are a startup looking to become ready for equity crowdfunding go to startupinvestorconnect.com and fill out that form to see if you're ready and we can help you get to that level but any last things visit definitely visit truecrowd.com um any last ways i i have your linkedin in the description um is there any other things for people to reach out to you or any 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 last words well, uh, I think uh, in general, what we saw, uh, we have better candidates, companies that go through an incubator accelerator. Uh, we saw lots of value to that. So when companies just call us directly and they said, yeah, let's do it. It's okay. But usually when they work with someone like you, mm -hmm. uh, with, like with your group, they get more prepared. And that's valuable. That's valuable because, uh, again, it's that information that they know, uh, lots of other things that you help them with. Yeah, so, what he's referencing is companies have holes in them, whether they see it or not. And if you are inside of it, you won't see the holes that investors do see. You are too close. Yes. Yeah, you're too close. So what we do is we, we, we show you from the other side what those holes are and help you fill them. So then you go on a equity crowdfunding and you don't lose, you know? So that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right. So thank you for your time. This has been amazing. And uh, thank you very much. Check out True Crowd. Look at the deals. Also, really quickly, I know you have other websites, like you have a cannabis focused um, website. What was the name of the cannabis one? Uh, that's Fandana. Fandana. F U N D A N N A. Fandana.com. And it's the uh, same we have you can invest in cannabis companies the same as cannabis way. cannabis hemp CBD in that area. Uh, we have musicfi.us oh, kind yeah. of starting. Uh, that's uh, music related deals. Sure. And uh, we have crypto lunch. Uh, we started that when um, uh, crypto was kind of hot. Uh, now kind of lost a little bit of the shiny thing, uh, but eventually is there. So probably will, uh, uh, you know, soon we try to do something with that to bring more deals on that. But for now, Fandana and Stuprout, those are the uh, so, portals that we have. So if you think about it, right, everybody talks about how the cannabis industry is going to kind of not benefit the community that it really ripped apart right when you look at a, a website like fundana now you could be involved in the upside of the cannabis industry as early as possible by going on a website like that 
putting up a couple of dollars and now you are an investor in these cannabis companies and if they grow and do well you do well so that's where again mm -hmm. really shift the communities of color that we've been out of this game now we have the opportunity to be in it and i highly suggest you go check it out and do your research because this 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 is a game changer trust me so thank you for your time vincent um thank I'll you more touch and everybody, thank you for watching. Please like this video, share it for anyone you know who has a startup at all, because I'm sure they're gonna wanna know this information. Thank you, Vincent, have a good one. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Miguel, bye-bye. Bye. That concludes today's episode. If you've listened all the way through, I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. And follow me in all social platforms linked in the description so we can be engaged. And hopefully I can help you create more revenue streams and help you with your ideas. Thank you so much. Have a good day.